0: Welcome to the powerful marketing tips podcast created for overwhelmed business owners who want to build run and organize their marketing for good. And here's a brief overview of our guest. How much do you know about press release marketing? Well, however much or little it is, you're about to learn even more from an industry expert. Mickey Kennedy founded eReleases almost two decades ago to help small businesses, authors, and startups increase their visibility and credibility through press release marketing. He developed the company in 1998 with the belief that publicity shouldn't be restricted to big businesses, and he's helped more than 10,000 companies since. Based in the United States and the Baltimore area, Mickey helps businesses tell their stories to the entire world. As a solopreneur,
1: freelancer, or small business owner, you want people to know about your product and service, and it will be a challenging journey for sure. We would all like to increase visibility and exposure of our brands via press mentions, but it seems something that only big corporations can do. So today we will focus on how small businesses can increase their brand exposure with PR marketing. Welcome, Mickey.
2: Thanks for having me.
1: So great to have you here with us today. So please tell us, what do you do and uh, who do you help every day?
2: Okay, so I help uh, entrepreneurs, um, startups, authors, speakers, uh, basically anybody who's wanting to get the message out to the media. Um, A lot of people do believe that the media and getting PR is for large companies, but really the smaller companies have a better time getting media pickup. And the reason is journalists just by their human nature don't like promoting Microsoft and really large corporations. Uh They're, you know, they know they're well-funded and they can afford to advertise. So they prefer uh, to, to be in the role of curator where they're finding undiscovered gems, services, products, and companies that their viewers or audience may not be aware of. And for that reason, they love to pick a company that is obscure, small and hasn't had uh, media attention in the past.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. But let's start from the beginning. Could you walk us through why and how is really PR helpful for for any business really? What what are the payoffs here?
2: Right. So, um There's definitely the potential for getting customers. um, You know, actually getting an article, for example, say in the New York Times, and then you get a big influx in business from people who read the article and then wanted to do business with you. But that's not always what happens. Um, Sometimes it's just you might get uh, a mention in your uh, industry trade publication, and maybe that doesn't translate in a lot of sales. But what it could do is give it gives you credibility. And so if you preserve that on your website, you share the. links with your customers and vendors. You also can share the link with your um, leads. So there are people who are on the fence about working with you and they're just like, I'm not sure this is, you know, a bona fide enough company for me to work with. And all of a sudden they get a link showing you in a major publication in your industry or even a minor publication for that matter. It is probably what will send them over the edge saying, yeah, you know, if, if this uh, you know, uh, publication recognizes that they're doing something really cool and unique, I feel more comfortable doing business with them. So it's a huge credibility indicator. It is, you know, when a journalist decides to write about you, it is uh, like an endorsement of, of you in many respects.
1: Hmm. I agree, and of course we would all like, love to have this endorsement, <laughs> but it really sounds like something very expensive. You know that we tend to think it's only for big companies. So, right. what so are your thoughts cost, here? How should you, how, right. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> That's <all> right. <laughs> so the cost is. Um, I'm sort of in a DIY space where I work with, um, small businesses and entrepreneurs that are willing to write the release. In most cases we do offer writing services and we treat everything sort of a la carte and sending out the release to the media and over the newswire through PR newswire. And, uh, you know, for that reason, our costs are substantially cheaper than working directly with a PR firm. And, you know, PR firms are great. Uh, A lot of my clients are small PR firms, uh, but you can really save a lot of money if you're willing to do the homework and be strategic with the idea of what you're trying to write about. Um, So many press releases fail before they're written, based on what you decided to announce. And you really wanna be strategic with what you're announcing. And if you're willing to do that, you can do really well, just paying for press release distributions. And you could potentially do six uh, a PR campaign of six to eight press releases for under $2,000 over a six to six month to w- uh, one year period. And so, you know, a proper PR campaign for under $2,000, the only thing in addition it would cost is your time and energy coming up with what you're going to write about and sending it out to the media.
1: It sounds like something, something like uh, like it's easy to do, to do, but it's not. So, press release can be complicated, you know. And uh, I understand you have copywriters who will do that for me, right?
2: Right. So- we do offer writing services as well. Again, it's a la carte per press release. Um, uh, you know, the, the good thing is that press releases aren't very complicated. They're usually written in a very simple style. Um, it's third person, uh, with a you know headline and you know opening paragraph being the most important. So I would challenge people to try it themselves. Um, you know, we will review a press release if you have one. You could just send it to e releases and ask for us to take a look and give you feedback. We don't charge for that. You don't have to have placed an order with us. Um, just allow us one to two business days to get back to you with ideas on how we feel the release could be strengthened or improved.
1: Mm-hmm. But what should be in one press release? I mean, the content-wise, because it should be newsworthy. So what would be a great
2: content? Great. <laughs> so, so many people look at press releases that other people in their industry do and they try to pick similar topics or they have a new product that there is coming out and they want to promote it because of course they want sales. And what you really want to do is sort of reverse engineer what you're going to write about by um, looking at the journalist and what would make him want to share this with his audience. Uh, He is a gatekeeper. And so rather than saying this announcement and the way I've positioned it serves me because it puts me in the most sales and marketing uh, forward uh, direction. It, that may not be the best approach because it it, it may fall flat on the journalist's uh, you know response in in regards to that. So what you want to do is make it interesting, make it compelling, make it something that the journalist says, yeah, my audience would want to hear about that. And so for that reason, the topics that you pick may be. Things that aren't quite so obvious. Uh, one of the, um, you know, no fail ways to get media attention is to do a survey or study in your industry. And a lot of people don't realize how easy it is. You can create a survey link uh, through SurveyMonkey uh, and ask, you know, say sixteen questions. Uh, I always say save towards the end a couple oddball questions because surprisingly those can uh, when they come from left field can be the ones that really uh, resonate with the media and uh, send the link out and if you don't have the audience to send it to It's so easy to partner with a small or independent trade association in your industry. Uh, The smaller and independent ones don't get a lot of love. So if you approached them and said, could you send the survey link to your members? Uh, This is what I'm doing. And I'll include you in the press release that I'm sending out nationally over uh, the wire, PR Newswire, through re-releases. And a lot of these uh, trade associations are like, wow, this is a possible media attention for us. And so they see it as a win-win. And uh, I've I've had that work with many customers. It's not that complicated to do. And all of a sudden you're generating uh, data that's useful, and you can synthesize it and analyze it and put some interesting quotes about some surprising findings or obvious findings in in the press release that you do. And those do extremely well. On average, uh, they do between eight and 14 articles uh, for each press release that goes out. And it's not the press release replicated on these um, other websites. These are journalists who've rewritten and developed an article based on your press release. And that's really valuable because um, some of these will include links back to your website, that, which helps your SEO. Uh, and again, the more opportunities that you have in front of people, the, the more credibility you're creating and generating uh, broadly. But then you can take that yourself and share it in social media, share it with your leads, share it with your customers as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So I already picked some great thoughts uh, from here. So first... You should add value, of course, to the the channel or to the audience that this certain journalist uh, have and the idea of uh, making your, you know, the survey in your industry. Oh my God, everybody could do that, right? (laughs) So do you have any more like um, actionable things or ideas that uh, we can consider? Mm -hmm.
2: I do. I uh, I have eight ideas that almost anyone can implement to do newsworthy press releases and, um, if anyone wants to check it out for free, um, it's a video masterclass I did. It's at com forward slash plan, P-L-A-N. Mm-hmm. And just to run through a few of those, um, researching your industry for blind spots is another way to get uh, media attention. Uh, a lot of times... You'll go to a conference and you'll notice that what you talk about around the water cooler or uh, just socializing with people is something in your industry that maybe your uh, trade publications aren't really writing about. And sometimes that's an opportunity for you to bring that to light. And as the person bringing it to light, you get mentioned and you get quoted and all that that happens from that. Um, I had that work with a local carpet company in New Jersey. Uh, They said that none of their trade publications talk about marketing and it's the thing that makes it whether they survive or die in the carpet industry. And so we did marketing press releases and uh, we got picked up in over 10 uh, trade publications, uh, multiple times because we just continued to do that. Uh, the client was offered a marketing column in one of the trade publications as a result of it. So just picking out something that is an opportunity, something that's missed in your industry might be a good option. Sometimes, uh, you know, there's blind spots for a reason, but often you won't know unless you test it. Uh, another thing that works really well is, um, There's always hot-button items or things that are very newsworthy right now in your industry. And if you're willing to put a contrarian viewpoint on it and point out some of the cons, that's another way that you can stand out. Uh, If everybody in the media is, for example, pro- uh, electric cars because they're environmentally sound. If you're the one person saying, hey, we shouldn't be embracing this so quickly because the batteries, uh, uh, we haven't figured out how to dispose of them responsibly and mm-hmm. mining the minerals for those batteries isn't really environmentally responsible at the moment. And until that's solved, we really shouldn't be embracing electric cars for everyone. And that's a way to be rational and, uh, and but stand out as someone with a contrarian viewpoint. And because journalists like to cover both sides. If you're the only person out there with the negative viewpoint, you're mm-hmm. going to get mentioned a lot mm-hmm. more than people who have the the pro stance where they go along with what uh, everyone else is saying.
1: Mm-hmm. Those and are some great ideas already. Yeah, yeah. go on.
2: <laughs> like I said, uh, uh, a quote is a really great way to survive uh, a managing editor's pen. And what happens is when uh, you inspire a story and your quote is put into the story, if uh, if the journalist says, why did you mention this small company I've never heard of, the managing editor says mm-hmm. that, it's hard for them to defend it, uh, why they included you. Now, the answer is you inspired mm-hmm. the story, but that doesn't mean that they have to have you actually be in there. And so Mm if there's a really amazing quote that synthesizes the actual story and you put some real thought and eloquence in it, a a managing editor is going to go, I've never heard of this small company, but man, that's an amazing quote. And uh, that's a great way for you to really stand out in an article and survive. So many quotes are written safely as an afterthought. They just say stuff That can be easily paraphrased by the journalist. Make it so that if your quote is taken out, something is lost. There's a loss to that copy where your quote is not included. And that takes a little bit of time. And I always tell people, go back and spend more time on the quote uh, than any other part of the press release, maybe with the exception of the headline and mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. other things that you can do, um, I always say, uh, include numbers, stats, data, top ten lists work really well they 're easy for people to cut and paste to use as filler um, there 's uh, n- news jacking where you sort of piggyback on something that 's very newsworthy or trending right now, but I always say it 's really hard because there 's a lot of people usually competing when there 's a hot topic in your industry, so how can mm-hmm. you elevate the conversation? or make it very narrow and specific to a particular niche. Uh, so for example, years ago, there was the uh, credit card breach at Target and every uh, uh, analyst and security a consultant and firm was sending out press releases talking about it. And so I advised the client to you know, make it specific, make it more niche oriented. So they focused on retail mom and pop businesses like your pizza shop, or uh, you know someone along those lines. If you have a credit card terminal on your counter, could you be at risk? of what just happened to target what you should know. And so it was very defined to small businesses. Uh, it really spoke to that audience that was just like, wow, I'm, I'm not sure whether I, I'm at risk. And so it, it, it was a lot of really actionable stuff for very small businesses and that served them very well. And they did get some media attention where I think a lot of other people probably didn't get media attention because they were competing for you know, so few slots.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So all of those ideas are in your masterclass videos. It right?
2: is. They are. There's a total of eight okay. of them, and they're they're things that I think that if anybody listens to uh, the the video, thinking about their company or their business, I think that they'll come up with a, a list of, of ideas so that they can put together their own PR mm-hmm. campaign. And if you're going to consider mm-hmm. PR. Uh, you know, don't do one release because you really don't know from one release whether PR is going to work for you or not, but commit to a PR campaign of six to eight press releases and test different ideas for each and figure out what the the media responds to and then determine if it's repeatable. So I have one client that does It's numerous surveys and studies, and that's all that they do because it works every time they do it. Um, You know, They they generally get between eight and 14 articles uh, every time they do a, a survey or study. And over the last couple of years, we've had a lot of changes and a lot of uncertainty in almost every industry. And so taking your industry's temperature today and then releasing that data as quickly as possible, a lot of the media wants to share it because it's just like, hey, this is how people are feeling right now are they increasing their advertising budgets are they lessening them are they you know mm-hmm. reducing hiring what are they doing to keep the people that are there and so all of that's useful data you know right now that will expire in just a few weeks uh maybe in a month or two so they really want to get it. Promote it and push it out as fast as they can, and it creates a new opportunity for you in a few months to come out with a different survey or study, maybe different uh, topics uh, or different things to talk about. And uh, it's something that is usually repeatable uh, time and time again. And you know, uh, you, you don't have to feel that I'm not an expert in my industry. Well, you don't have to be. You you know, just by being the author of that survey or study, in many cases, you are becoming an expert because you're the one that has this data and you're the one putting mm-hmm. the data together, analyzing it and putting a press release out.
1: Mm-hmm. But still, I feel there is way too much information out there uh, around any industry, really. So it's harder and harder to really stand out. What, what are your thoughts here?
2: I think that it if- Uh, In the case of the survey, analyzing the data and making it very useful, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, what was the most surprising result in your survey that most people would go, wow, I didn't realize that? Um, You know, you make that uh, part of the headline and the opening. uh, So it's very easy to digest. And yet it's something that people would be very interested in knowing that. What's the answer? Mm -hmm, Uh, You know, how mm -hmm. do people really feel about X, Y, or Z?
1: Okay. So we will put the, the link to the masterclass next to this episode, because I understand there are like eight ideas and uh, you are sharing them for free, right?
2: Sure. It's absolutely free. Uh, I'm trying to get my customers to do more strategic press releases. So I felt rather than putting a paywall around it, I would rather just mm-hmm. give it for free and have people do more strategic press releases and hopefully do them with us.
1: Perfect. We appreciate that. Thank you. So, sure. but let's talk about uh, some let's say common mistakes that people are doing, uh, you know, what to avoid when uh, you are um, you are sending out press release.
2: Right. I think that the the biggest mistake people make is not grammatical, it's not structural. It's just they did a safe press release. It's not something hmm. that anyone's going to fire you over everybody that you send it to internally (laughs) is going to say it's a good press release, but it's not really saying anything meaningful. And uh, Mm -hmm. I think that so many press releases look like they've been written through committee where so many people gave input and what you end up with is watered down and it really doesn't have a strong position on anything and it's just safe. And so I think that, you know, PR is one of those places where you can take risk. You can take chances. You don't have to be, uh, do it in a way that's irrational. You don't have to do it in a way that's not creative, but you can do it in a way that's responsible and creative and stand out. And I think that that's the biggest problem that people have. Uh, You know, one of the most common press releases that we get at e-releases is a personnel change And a personnel Hmm. change at your business, like a new HR director, unless you stole someone from another company that people really know and is a huge veteran, and is just like, wow, this person joined the board or this person joined mm-hmm. this position. Nobody really cares, and uh, you would be better off mm-hmm. taking that press release and sending it to one uh, your your main industry trade publication yourself, or and also sending it to your local newspaper and perhaps business newspaper if you have one of those, because those are probably the only places that are, you know are going to care. And write anything, and it'll probably be a small blurb, if anything. And so that's mm-hmm. an opportunity where I feel like people are paying money to send this, and it's I know it's not going to work, and I know it's not going to do anything for them. And so it's, I would just say avoid those types of releases when using a service like ours. It's a huge premium to go over, say, PR Newswire nationally, which you get with e-releases, and you know, mm-hmm. provide the strongest ammunition that you have uh, by you know, doing more strategic releases and announcing that because you. it's, it's all about leverage. Uh, PR mm-hmm. gives you the ability to leverage a message and get it out to so many places. Uh, I've mentioned that, you know, surveys and studies, do on average between eight and 14 media pickups. Sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more. Uh, but you know, I did a press release early in the pandemic that got over 150 articles, including Washington Post, New York Times, uh, all uh, many food industry trade publications picked it up, over 30 newspapers picked it up. It, it, it created more than $10 million in revenue all from one press release. And, you know, that is an extreme example. And it was a perfect storm because they had something that was very positive and actionable that people could do from their homes to help all these restaurants that were closed, they could actually help their favorite local restaurant and give money that would go directly to them almost immediately. And so uh, people mm-hmm. really resonated with it. There was so much negative news out there. Here was something that was very powerful and actionable. People could do something. And I think that's why it did so well, but it shows you that the ability of leverage by just you know uh, pushing send on on one release, you have the potential to you know really get out there to a lot of different places and generate a lot of revenue and traffic.
1: Hmm. I'd like to touch uh, different markets as well. So you you are mentioning many things you, we can do locally, but our listeners are you know from U.S. from uh, Europe from different uh, countries. So. Do you see any, um, how should you approach uh, internationally or should you, should you approach any way differently?
2: Right. So international is a little bit more difficult just because uh, in the U.S. there's very... Um powerful wires, like PR Newswire I mentioned. In some of the other countries, mm-hmm. there really isn't a, a, a main wire service. So you have to go through email. And we do offer mm-hmm. international distribution. It's through email um, directly to the journalist. And it, it does work and it's actionable. Um, but. You know, predominantly what we find is most people are trying to access us because of the network with PR Newswire and the ability to, to, to wire release in the U.S. market. Um, you know, but but that being said, there are a lot of international companies that are wanting to promote themselves in the U.S. market and, uh, you know, using a service that goes over a wire like PR Newswire domestically here in the U.S. works uh, extremely well. For, for those goals. Uh, the things to keep in mind is in other markets, uh, what may be trending in your market in one country may not be trending in another. So you, you want mm-hmm. to some sort of have an understanding of the market that you're pitching in, how they feel on a particular topic. And is this a topic that is ripe for you to, to share? And it might be that uh, you could take a trending US thing, and maybe it's a blind spot in your market and an opportunity you won't know until you test it. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. So I know you also have some ideas how to become a local media darling. <laughs> Please share it with us.
2: <laughs> sure. So I mentioned a, a little while ago that if you had a personnel press release or a personnel change to just send it directly mm-hmm. to your trade publication and a newspaper or a business newspaper. It, it's, it's it's just like that. So look in your local paper who writes about businesses in your industry or your size mm-hmm. and uh, get their email address. Uh, if you just call and ask for it, they will give it to you. They're, journalists don't try to hide. They're supposed to be accessible. Uh, they're wanting to get free access of story ideas. And so all you have to do is ask. If you're lucky enough to have a business newspaper or business magazine, do the same thing there. Read it. Maybe it's two people that write about industries like yours. Get both of their email addresses um, and then slowly build your Rolodex of local people. If there are TV or radio programs that spotlight businesses from time to time, find out who the producer or booker uh, of that uh, actual segment is and uh, then email them. And I would say as you have newsworthy milestones or interesting things that you can share, uh, email these people uh, and you know ideally try to do it at least four times a year. And what you'll find is uh, if you have good ideas, they will sometimes write about you. And surprisingly, mm-hmm. when they are working on a story and they're looking to insert a company, you often come Front of mind to them of mm-hmm. hey, let me reach out to them and see if they would like to be mentioned in the story. Maybe I could get a quote for them about it. And after a while, you'll just be on their rolodex. And it, it just works through uh, connections. It works through uh, helping them out. If you see something trending in your industry and you feel you'd be a good local example of it, it just you know send that. It doesn't even have to be a press release. All it has to be is a story idea. So just flesh it out a little bit with a few sentences and send it to them on a regular basis. And you can do the same thing with trade publications. Find out, you know, read them, get comfortable with who writes about your type of companies or industries, and then just get their email address and send them story ideas uh, on an occasional basis. And, you know, don't try to make it a fluff story or, or you know, I have a new product and I'd love to talk to you about it. You, you know, why, would, why, is, mm-hmm. why do you want to talk to them? You know, really bullet point what it does that's really interesting, different, unique, um, and, you know, get that across and you might want to include case studies of how uh, actual customers have used this to solve a problem and by putting all of that in there you've basically given them the skeleton of a story and it gives them an idea of whether they would be interested in writing that story for you
1: so it all circles back to adding value really to their right. audience Okay. That's great. So I love the tip, you know, uh, of sending out those emails at least four times per year just to stay, you know, top of their mind. That's a great one as well. So it, when I'm listening to you, it seems like it is possible for a small business also to, you know, really increase their their exposure with a, the with a PR. So do you have any final thoughts to, to wrap it up uh, for today or something you think our listeners need to hear? <laughs>
2: Great. Right. So I would just say that it's really important to invest in your PR. Um, mm-hmm. What may or may not be surprising is when uh, there's a recession or economic downturn, our business increases. And it's because so many people mm-hmm. are having to freeze their advertising and marketing budgets. And now they're willing to consider something like this that is a little, you know, considerably less cheaper, uh, 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 less expensive. But uh, it has that ability of leverage. It just requires a time commitment, and there's no reason that you can't take advantage of that now by just putting a little bit of time and effort. Uh, you know, watch that mm-hmm. masterclass, uh, come up with your six to eight ideas for your for your business, and just get started with that first release. It's it's really uh, as simple as that. And everybody deserves attention. And so many people have this imposter syndrome that they're just a small company and they don't matter. And if you matter to yourself and you're doing something that's unique or you're putting a unique spin on what you're doing, uh, which I hope everyone is, uh, I I hope that no one's trying to create a business that just does what everybody else does or does what average person (laughs) in their business does. So you know, take what you do that's different, own it, uh, elevate it, and get the messaging out. And you can really have an amazing opportunity with PR and then share that with social media, share it with your customers, share it with your leads, and then see also a possible influx of new leads and customers from the media pickup that you do receive.
1: Wow, that's very inspiring. And I love how you put it, everybody deserves attentions. <laughs> that's that's very well, very well said. But if people now want to connect with you and learn more about, you know, how you can help them, uh, where can they find you?
2: Okay. So the website is ereleases.com. Uh, all my social media mm-hmm. is on the lower right. It goes to my personal LinkedIn. Um, that's what I'm probably personally most responsive to. Uh, but feel free to chat. with. Uh, we have chat on our website. We have a phone number. Um, the only person you'll talk to at eReleases is an editor. Uh, we don't have any salespeople. There's no quotas or commissions. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, they are empowered to tell you if they don't feel that your idea is a good fit. Uh, we'd rather turn away business than do a mediocre press release that we feel isn't going to do very mm-hmm. well. And we want uh, small businesses and entrepreneurs to succeed. And, you know, we're we're in the business of helping as many people as we can do that.
1: Wow, love it. All the, um, you know, the... Uh Well, the links will go next to this episode here. So thank you. But last but not the least, please comment on a song and affirmation or a quote that you have shared with us.
2: Sure. So my song is uh, Don't Stop Believing by Journey. And my quote, uh, I'm a poet. So uh, it's from Walt Whitman. It's uh, keep your face always towards the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. And I just sort of think that that, Tells you the attitude you should have in life and in your business. And by staying positive and looking forward, uh, even with, you know, in PR, uh, you'll just see more success and happiness going forward. Wow, I
0: love it. That's all we've got for this episode of the Powerful Marketing Tips podcast. Make sure to link up with us at our free monthly international mastermind event. Just go to powerful-marketers.com forward slash mastermind for registration. And one thing that would really help us and other new potential listeners is if you would rate this show and leave a comment wherever you tune in to listen. Until next time, take care.